um, in October the 10th, I felt uh, when I was in prayer, God saying this to me or making a big impression on who I am or who I was to be and for us to know. He said, continue the fight for the weapons of our warfare are mighty to deliver and bring down strongholds. The night is as bright as the day, and I, I will have my say. I am mighty in the land, and I can stand the test of time. It is finished. It's already been done. Just trust and obey and stay the course until a brighter day, for I will have my say. It is written. I mean, that was like, oh. And I shared it with one of the pastors and wife, one of our meetings. I shared it with my husband, and it was like he reminded me. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> well, anyway, I must have had 10,000 things I could say as I'm med really meditating a lot the latter part of the week. You know, for a few days, two or three days, I've just been really looking to God, seeking the Lord, being still, being quiet. Because I learned that a few years ago. I can hear him a lot better. So many distractions, so many voices. And how much more where we are now is it getting mm, more, 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 more. So I want to read the word, too, because so pray for me. <laughs> because what I realized is there's so much I was like, Oh, is this it, Lord? Because <laughs> I knew I had something I had to give for a month or two months, you know. And, I and so it has to be now. <laughs> and um, so maybe it's a Bible study. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But the word, I am so f full of the word in a way that I'm, I'm trembling. Oh, God is so good. Oh, this church has been here 40 years. 40 years. That says something, doesn't it? God's faithfulness, God's word, all the seeds that have been planted here. And he's not finished. Because 2020 is a year of whoo. Everybody's saying it, so, and I felt it before the year ends because, no, I'm not going to go there. 
that we're going to have better vision. I'm saying, Lord, give me better vision because we have the knowledge. I've been listening to Tony Cook driving in my new car because I have a CD player again. Well, actually, he's on the, you know, what is it, Bluetooth? I'm not super tacky, but he's on the Bluetooth, and it was Pastor John's. So he gave it to me some time ago because I didn't have a CD in the car I had. And boy, was that grievous. <laughs> I drove, we drove out of the lot, and, said, and I looked, and I went, oh, my gosh, I have no CD player in this car. <laughs> and found out they don't make them anymore, GMC. So it was like, oh, my gosh, uh, that's what I love. I could drive around and hear the word or hear the things I, need, I want to hear, you know. And uh, so my grandson said, so now when you go back, you better make sure there's a CD player. So I'm sorry, I make. But the word that I had, too, that kept coming to me is about the vine. The, John is the love book. And John, John 14 Many times that's what the believers are told to read first, or maybe Pastor John tells them he used to, because those are the love chapters of the Bible to get into our heart about the love that God had for us and how glad he is to have us in his family. And isn't it beautiful? So that we're in the body of Christ and in this family so uh, my favorite one was John 14. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid for a few years. But now uh, John 15, and Pastor John mentioned it too. And this is the word I had for such a time that about the vine. And it's hard to understand some of it, but that's why we ask him to give us the understanding. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. If you have your word, that's okay, or go home and look it up. John 15. <clears throat> and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Can you say the word prune? Do you have a garden? Have you ever been a gardener? I've been doing that more the past couple years. And, oh, he can talk to you a lot while you're doing that because of seed faith, seed time, seed faith. That's a hard concept uh, to always get. And my husband, oh boy, I'm giving him a lot of PR this morning. Be sure to tell him. No. No, because I'm hearing the authority of him. Uh, because I never got it before. I hate to say, I never got it. Did you all get it? Seed time, faith, harvest, planting seeds, and who you were, and what was happening to the word? Well... When he did that, I think it was two or three years ago, the middle of December, I never forgot it, I went, 
I really saw it for the first time. And it was like, wow. So, you know, we're like a beautiful flower. We're flourished. This is the name of our, our, our wonderful woman's ministry. And, oh, wow. I don't like it when plants die. I don't like to see that. And guess what? He wants us to flourish and be nourished in our soil and nutrients. Well, the word is medicine. And so with the word and the Father God who loves us, who placed us here 40 years ago, I just can't get over it. That 40 years, it's just amazing that what's been here in this sanctuary, it's changed. But God has been here, and he has wanted to flourish in our neighborhood, in our nation, everywhere. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> Have your way. I am so grieved in my spirit, the things that are going on now. I'm very sensitive to sin for some reason and compassion. And I just, it's just so grievous to me. And that's why Pastor John, I have to do this, ladies. That's why Pastor John taught for a couple months, I don't know how long, on follow me. Well, I'm finally getting it. There's no other way it works. Not for me. So, I think we ought to take heed. Because God told me in October, listen, listen to me. This world is going in such a course, I would almost say a bad word in a handbasket. Well, there's a purpose for us. Why are we still here? Forty years. That's what they did in the wilderness. I'm tired of going around the same mountain. It's time to go up and get those seeds to shoot up and shoot out and make a beautiful garden so someone can say... Look at that. Wow. God is blessing that, that place. Oh, he must be a God of love. He must be a father. He is. And he's getting a bad rep, and I don't like it. And so I'm 76. So if it appears that I can say something nicely, or like Mary Ann Brown, <laughs> when she came to town, she was like my spiritual mother. I was telling Nia on the way over here, I remember when we would go down there <sighs> to Lafayette's and where they would have the conference. 
I would be so scared. I really would be. Because I knew when she got up to speak, I was like, oh, something was going to happen to me. And I was scared. I was. I would sit there and I was like, oh, like something would happen on the inside of me. It was scary. I mean, like a surgeon or something, you know, and I said, I think God's working. I mean, after a while, you know, I figured it out, but I was scared. I didn't want to get too close to her. No, she was a little, no, I love her. We loved her. She was real and yeah, and she loved the Lord and she loved justice. She was in social work. So I really loved that because she went out of her way to be for God, really, I think. So anyway, so so back to the garden. So, wow. Just think of it in the summer. Even now, you want to put the old stuff away. Oh, I have to tell another story on me. Well, I like to leave up my Christmas tree in January. And I haven't talked to too many people who do that, but I have, I have talked to some. And because uh, when we would go away on a mission trip, it started out years ago. When we would go on a mission trip, I wasn't planning to share this, but I knew somehow God would get out of me what he wanted um, because I had so much that I wanted to share because when you love the Lord, you just want everybody to get it, you know? And you're our family. We love you. God loves you. So anyway, so my Christmas tree is still up, and we babysat last weekend for Jonathan and Emma so my dear son could take his wife away for her birthday. And um, he said, Grandma, (laughs) you want to take down your Christmas tree or start putting some things away? And I said, not really. But, you know, he kind of has a little drive there, and he knows how to motivate me and say, okay. I mean, he's good. Instead of mincing things, he'll just do it, you know. So he starts putting stuff away, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this feels good. And then I realize that's the past. As much as I love it, and what are we hearing? Turn the page. Let the past go. Even Lorinda Ford said it. Uh, There's so much, I couldn't even process it. I was listening to her CD too. And I I couldn't process it all. What happened last year? Because you're moving so fast. You may know this too, Nia, if you're traveling. You're moving so fast, you didn't process everything that may have happened to you, good or bad. And so I went, yeah, I I love it because my family was here. And now they're not. But I love Christmas because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good, like, because Jesus was born. And then it's his birthday, and it's a beautiful, beautiful holiday. But then I realized, yeah, you're right. I have to do that. I have to do that. And I've already been doing things like, you know, clean out a little corner of the closet. Oh, you don't really need that or do something. And I don't like to do that either too much. Because when you get older, you do accumulate a bit of stuff. I'm really telling on myself, don't tell my husband. And so, because, but, um, 
And that's the whole thing in a nutshell. Today is called the present. And that's why it's a gift. The present, a gift. You know, we like to get gifts, ladies. Yeah. Well, that's why it's called, somebody told me this years ago, and I, it's so important. The past is gone. So only the enemy can get a hold of that and start talking to us about, oh, you should have done that. See, you're where you are now because you didn't do that. Or, you know, then he starts to make you feel introverted, like, ooh, I must be a bad person. I don't think God thinks that. I used to. I used to really be under the law. Not anymore. To find out the real grace of God. I don't mean that the law isn't right. I don't mean to say anything like that. In the Old Testament, there was the law. There had to be. But with God, he has a new way. And it is a new day. Every day when we wake up, every day I am so excited to wake up, unless it's really early. And then, well, if it's before 5 o'clock or... Sometimes 4 or 4.30 is okay. Marianne used to get up at 3.30, and I went, oh, please. (laughs) Every day is a new day. Every day. And we've given, it's like a present. I really feel that when I wake up in the morning. It's just not normal, exactly. I mean, I don't always, but I just can't wait to get up and pray and spend time with the Lord and be in his presence and feel that love and joy. He is so much better than any of us know. He's almost like a missing father to a lot of people. It is sad, because, you know, who can you depend on, really, in this life? You can't always depend on somebody who's going to be there at the other end of the phone. You can't always depend on your friends, because people, we're not perfect. We are not perfect, and we're human. Because we're not perfect till we get to heaven, but our, what we're doing is to make ourselves, because he said, as I'm perfect, you be perfect, you be holy. And that even when we're not faithful, he's still there. He never, as Neil was saying, he'll never leave us, never. And I'm sure we've all tested that. What a God, what a father. And it's just, and then the future, we we don't know the future. So, and so that creates a big thing. Because he can start talking to you and say, well, hmm, maybe this, maybe that. Get us in fear, dread. 
do some works in our head. <laughs> mm. He likes to get you caught into a real big web of tomorrow. That's why it's better to stay in this day right now and let him take care of tomorrow. And that's the other thing I had to learn is I have to learn to trust him more. Because you could go through life. Every one of you have a story. I think the last woman's meeting, we heard how God has felt every one of our pains. He knows everything we've gone through all the time, every way. It matters to him because he's a good father and he's, he can handle it. And so we could even talk to him. That's another thing. You know, I had to decide, make another decision to step over and say, okay, don't so, be so quick to think you need somebody else to fix this or something. I don't know why I'm sharing. All, oh, well. Because uh, why don't you trust me? So then, like, if I have to go somewhere, like at the nursing home, well, uh, that's been a while, so I, you know, I can f do that. But um, to, to be there for him, too. But the point is, when you go, do you know he's going with you? How real is that? You know, you have to believe in your heart. That's the other thing. We have gotten, oh, Lord, so much information. But what we need, Tony Cook said, is transformation. When are we going to put it to work, folks, ladies? It's time. Do you think he might be waiting on you? I'm sorry. I really didn't want to do this. <laughs> But he's pushing me. Okay. Because the truth is the truth. Oh, there is an enemy in the world. And I feel like I'm in a good place to say something now. If I had to, I said, okay. If I have to, well, I'd rather not. But Joyce Meyer has been talking about it for a good six months or more. You better know you have an enemy and that he works overtime. He is a genius. He thinks of things we can never think of. Well, it's time to find the real thief. John 10, 10. And ask ourselves some real hard questions. Reality checks. Truth. The word. What does the word say? Not what we think, not what we want to think, not what we know, because he's the, if he came to give, John 10, 10 is a beautiful scripture. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. I'm probably not saying it right. Abundant life. I've been waiting for some more of that. But all the time, you have to just keep doing what he puts in front of you. And this is my path. And you keep walking that path. But now we know we have to follow him. It's no longer a choice. Or you're going to get left behind. I'm sorry. You will. 
That's just the way it works. It's like a law of gravity. We're either going to obey God in this place and find our purpose. That's all it is. It's one little step at a time. Faith is one step at a time. Kenneth Copeland said that years ago when I read a letter from him because we're partners with him and Rama. Okay, so it's just one step at a time. We don't have to be afraid of the future. We have to know who we are by getting built up in who he says we are. And purpose. And this is an act of our will. This is an act of our will. You know, Pastor John's been teaching this a lot of years. Pastor Sam was the first one and said, would you please teach this course on renewing the mind? Well, it's high time. We heard a message on Sunday. Oh, boy. Some people have been sitting here for years. I purposely didn't listen to that CD. Because I didn't want to do this exactly. Only if it's him. No way would I want to do it without him. Because <sighs> I've been a quiet observer for a long time. And I've gotten pretty aware of the devil's devices. For me, my family, ah, the opposition. Woo! I'll tell you, when you're in a ministry. Anyway, so... That's why I first wanted to pray. Because I knew my husband would need prayer when we took over this position. What was I saying? Ah, help. Joanne, Marlene, Joanne. <laughs> it's all good. I think God has made me, let me know. I. One of my biggest fears was saying the wrong thing. And Mary Ann Brown said, you're so afraid of doing the wrong thing, aren't you? And I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> no more. I've been loosed. You know, T.D. Jakes, I've been loosed. Oh, I'm sorry. I got beyond myself. Oh, help, Lord. Oh, help, Lord. I'm not going to stand for it anymore. I'm so tired of it because I'm tired of driving around. Oh, I don't know. Should I be quiet? I'm tired of driving around seeing a lot of desolation. And I got the power. That's right. And I got the wisdom. My friend Ann at Raymond told me. It's in me. Um, and my other friend out in Tulsa said, they've stuck with me through. And um, laugh at the future. I have bold I'm wrapped in, well, it's wonderful. I'm wrapped. 
in him. And his majesty with bold power, that's what the Proverbs said in the Passion Translation. If you really want to feel the love of God, read the Passion Translation. It came out in 17. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It really helps you to feel more grace and love, I think. But anyway, so it's, it's just our will to say, let's not keep doing the same old thing, going around the same mountain that Joyce Meyer would say. We've gone around this mountain a long time. It's time. That's why change is good. Nobody likes it. We all have our places of comfort. But I don't think we have a choice anymore. There is so much at stake if people only knew. And the poor world, they are so deceived and so uh, programmed to think. Because, see, heaven is God's kingdom. Well, he doesn't have his kingdom on earth yet. So if any of you think there's any way to avoid this, no, the word says we've been delivered from the dominion of darkness in Colossians, right? We've been delivered. So don't take it back. We've been delivered from the curse of the law. Sickness, poverty, weakness. Uh, what else? There's another one. Health, your health. Yeah, he's a spoiler, a fowler. He comes to steal. Kill and destroy. Either one, any of those are not good. So, you know, why don't we tighten up our belts, which is the word of truth, and put the whole armor on, and then I do it before I get out of bed most of the time. And then you, and then we just seek to follow him. And we're not going to know the way. He will not let us know the way. I've tried. He will not give us until you get understanding in your spirit of the word and his voice and him speaking to you. Because the word and the spirit have to agree. So anything you see, and probably we're going to see some... mm -hmm, it has to agree. We learned that at Rama. I graduated from Rama with twins, giving birth to twins. I think he thought of something that was amazing, like, oh, let's do everything we can to them, to get them really <laughs> out of where they were into a new land. <laughs> so, you know. It's worth everything, honestly, or I wouldn't still be I wouldn't be here. There's no reason I should be here. No, because he has a plan. There is, because he trusted my husband, mm-hmm. and he trusts me, and now I know he trusts me. That's the best of everything, because I always thought my husband was a little, like, mm, smarter than me. <laughs> Uh-oh, it's time to stop. but guess what it's no but now that I'm not so quiet anymore (laughs) 
I really was delivered. I think I was about 15 when it was the year 15. And it's been a process. And, oh, it's so wonderful. So I think you ought to join, you know, because you want to flourish too. I don't know which flower you're going to be. Maybe a rose, pink, yellow. What? Think about your favorite flower. We're flourish. We are on the brink of something that we won't even know or understand possibly. Because I've been going around for a while not understanding, but trying to be obedient, trust, obey, do what he says. So, you know, we may not understand anything because when you figure it out in your mind, that's probably not what he's going to do. Because he's God, and he's not going to do that, you know. So... Just be prepared. This is, this is an exhortation. I think I, I love to encourage, comfort, and exhort. But see, sometimes it has to hurt a little to wake us up because the devil wants this place to not be here. When he gets you saved, you know, he can't stop that, right? But his job is to just stop you from reaching out. Or, or being the purpose. He has a purpose for every one of you. And it could be different because you're unique. I was telling when we talk with the pastor's wives and us, uh, Angela, Maria, we're all the same, but we're each unique. Because every one of you has a special seed. Think of it and think about spring and just give it a chance, you know. Say, God, I, and that's what this is all about today. So we're going to break into uh, groups to pray. And uh, like five, verse six, seven, maybe. And, um, and, I, and the purpose of this is not for me to pray or somebody to pray over you and say, mm-hmm. the purpose is for you. This is for you to uh, reveal uh, what, maybe what's your hardest thing to overcome by what you've heard today or where you are right now. Just close your eyes a minute and just let's wait on him. And I believe he'll speak to you. What are you afraid of? Thank you, Lord. We wait on you. We wait on you. Speak to their hearts. Locate them. Romans 5, 5. Open up your hearts. The love of God is in there. Trust him again. Give him one more try. Like the fisherman that went out, nevertheless at thy word, I will do it again. I felt that way this week at one point. Oh, come on, God. How many times do we go do this again? No. The word says, nevertheless at Thy word, I will. Because those fishermen had fish, fish, fished all night. 
and caught nothing. That can get you discouraged. Then, but he said, I don't remember the whole story. You could read it. You know, he told them, go try again. Let's try Jesus. Because Jesus died for us. Why don't we give him some of our time and devotion to love him enough to risk? You know, just risk at something. Take one little step. Like when you go somewhere and you see somebody really hurting. We really need kindness now in our places, in the nation. Everything is so unkind and hurtful. Who could you just go to and say, it's going to be okay? Or try to tell them it's going to be a better day, or it shall be all right. It may not be all right right now, but take courage. Take strength. As Nia was saying, take strength. Do you know you can put that on every day? Oh, you, you, you should. Because there was a time I'd love to just sit cozy in the home and just, <laughs> oh, well. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. But the flesh wants to. Mm, be comfortable. <laughs> and, but, you know, he made us in his image. He made us warriors. All you have to do, I think my son Chris said that, uh, Psalm 91, and put on the armor every day in one of his messages, maybe Wednesday night, a Wednesday night message, Put it on every day because the greater one is in you, as another friend in the church has told me, who's probably here. Um, we, we have everything to gain and nothing to lose because the enemy will be departed and it's bred for us. I've been out there and people are hungry. They're hurting. There are so many opportunities and we're being led. So all we have to do is follow the head, follow Jesus, follow the pastors. He follows Jesus. Follow, follow. That's all we have to do. And before we know it, we'll be somewhere. Ah, and we'll look around and say, I don't exactly know how it happened, but look what the Lord has done. That's what we want to say, right? That's it. Look what the Lord has done. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. Amen. So now we're going to gather in groups. <laughs> and Angela will uh, instruct you like five or six. Good morning. <laughs> uh, thank you, Miss Anita. Uh, yeah, so we want to uh, break into prayer. And this is um, a time that we... Um, kind of prepared for, for, I know it's January. This isn't something that we're setting like a New Year's resolution for. Um, this is a worldly resolutions. They fall by the wayside. But we are purposing now um, to consecrate ourselves to the Lord for the year. So we're, we're praying. We're going to get together um, in groups of like four or five, and each, um, we'll all get together and, and you know, mix in your groups together. We're going to be praying out the year ahead. Now, 
um, just like in Mark 5, where it says, you know, there's a woman with an issue of blood, we all have some issues, right? Now, God wants to take care of these issues. Now, even the disciples have gone to Jesus, and a couple of times that the Bible talks about in Matthew, I think it's chapter 17, where Jesus said to him, you know, you've got to forgive your brother seven times in one day if, you know, they offend you. And it says, increase our faith. We're at a time we really need to increase our faith. We're going to be praying this out. So we just need to get to know what level am I at in my faith. And there's other times when they try to go cast out the demons and they didn't have any results. I don't know about you, but I know I, there's times where I've prayed, I don't have results. You know, and hey, guy, it says, you know, consider your ways. You know, you sow much, but you reap little. You have finances come in, but it kind of goes through like, you know, holes, like a bag of holes. Each one of us has maybe an area where we need to go up in our level of faith. And the only way that we need to, can do that is going to God, going to Jesus. When the disciples couldn't cast out that demon, they pulled him privately aside and says, Lord, why is this not working? We need to, this is why we're taking the aside the time to renew our faith, to, re, to get really consecrated with God. You know, there's only, you can never see your reflection in the water if it's, if it's running. It has to be still. We have to be still and know that he is there and he is going to uh, take us up. And even though the word says, you know, his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts, he's, his word is, t- is trying to take us there. And the only way we, he can take us there is if, if we kind of like, you know, hope our faith is here, but it's down here. He's down here waiting for you to realize, and me, to realize, hey, <laughs> I'm going to take you to where you want to be, but you can't wish for this level. You can't, like, hope for this level. So we can't have, you know, our prayers answered until we realize where God is and he will take us up there. So um, let's get together, like, in groups of, like, four, five people, okay? Um, and... Let's, each one of you in, your, in your, um, your prayer groups, let's pray this out. Let's cry out to God. This is our time together to really re, rededicate, reconsecrate. You know, iron sharpens iron. We are here for each other. Each one of us needs something. We all are here to pour our hearts out to God and say, you know what, Lord, I need you. If there's fears in your life, if you have some serious needs in your life, let's pray that out. Share, you know, we can share with one and each other. We're here to pray for one another. This year of 2020, we are getting the vision. We are going to get the victory. God is taking us in amazing different ways. If you listen to like the, um, the, the we've already had like some guest speakers, Ron Grimley, and all the faith is already there the words of faith. So let's get together and let's, let's, let's pray this out and we'll help God like help us take us where he needs to be.